When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses all things YA genre fiction. I'm your host, Lindsay Katai. I'm your other host, Kelly Nugent. And today we're talking about Christopher Pike's Remember Me 2, the sort of sequel to Remember Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of. Mm. <laughs> the the date- kind of a book, yeah. Remember Me 2. The lots of different ideas and mm. short stories, Remember Me 2. I don't feel like making this a full story, but I don't want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I'll stick it in the middle of another book. What do you guys think of trolls? <laughs> what a piece of shit <laughs> of a short story. Like, the book itself is not a piece of shit, but that short story is like, a piece why, of shit. What possessed him to be like, this is so gold, I can't lose it? <laughs> we'll get to, so first, I'll read the, the tagline. Remember me too, the return. She returned into a body not her own. And then on the back, there's another mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. logline. They called her a wanderer. Sherry Cooper is dead, the victim of a murderous attack. She's on the other side, in a place of spirits, an eternal realm of light and love. But she is given a rare offer, to return to Earth without having to be reborn, into the body of a depressed teenaged girl. A transfer of souls, they call it. Sherry is given a chance to be a wanderer and to do a great service for humanity. It is an offer she gladly accepts. Then she's back, in a human body. Yet she does not remember being Sherry Cooper. At first she recalls nothing of the afterlife. Perhaps it is just as well. Not everybody on Earth welcomes wanderers. Of the few who know of their existence, some want them dead. That never pans out. It's the third Uh, third book. And others, the truly evil ones, Wish them much worse than that. Yeah, so the problem is that this is a to be continued. Which he... In the <laughs> truest sense in that this is not a full book by itself. This is not a full book. What a weird <laughs> book. It was really weird. It was like Dangerous Minds, <laughs> where it was like, this That's white girl is going to... case of white savior. Yeah. Yeah, it was like this white girl is gonna go into the body of a Latina and then change the lives She's of Mexicans save everywhere. The ghetto. She's, it was like I mean, East LA, the barrio. Yeah, it was like the barrio, not South Central, but close. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> equally scary. Yeah, like, mm, don't worry about it. It was so like that. That part kind of made me feel weird. I was like, uh, this isn't... From the second it started, I yeah. felt a little weird because... It's a white man writing it? <laughs> yes, for one. It's like, I know that there are areas that are like this, but to constantly make this the story is annoying. Mm-hmm. But sure, whatever. But yeah, it's mostly that it's a white dude writing it. I think also <clears throat> my issue with it too was that like, all of the other problems faced by the white protagonists are 
just like, I like him. Does he like me? Mm, oh, this big boobed girl is trying to steal my boyfriend. Yeah. But then this was like a drive-by shooting. Yeah. Uh, everybody's doing drugs. Yeah. Uh, everybody's drinking. Like, everybody Jean fucks. gets loaded every day. Jean got loaded from the second she was a freshman or whatever. It, it made it more fun to watch the clock tick by in school. And that's the thing. It's like, there is that story out there. There yes. is that story somewhere, but that needs to come from someone who has experienced it. Yes. It's like, Christopher Pike, know your strengths. That's the problem. Like, write what you know. At this point, I would like to know what it is he knows. <laughs> He knows spirituality. He does. I'm glad I said last time I was like, oh, I just can't wait till he finds like his spirituality. And he seems to have, and it doesn't seem to have helped just yet. Not yet. I think, you know what, this is like, he's trying it out. Yeah. It's like every other chapter is Sherry in quote unquote heaven with a uh, person just known as the Rishi. Yeah. Or the master talking to him about the nature of existence which is cool. Mm-hmm. I liked those parts. Mm-hmm. And I liked those parts as a kid. But then when the chapters, it goes back to Jean's life. It's again like, what is this story? Yeah. When it's like, it opens on this party they're having, right? Or It opens on her all right, getting she, ready for the party. And she's knocked up. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. But, but I mean, she's 18, so it's not. It's not, yeah. Quite a teenage pregnancy. But yeah, so she goes to this party. Her boyfriend, Lenny. It's his birthday. Knocked her up. It's his birthday. They're discussing how their friend, Sporty. Right? Sporty? Sporty. Was killed in a drive Was it like Sporty Quinones or something like that? And his girlfriend, Darlene, wants to wants to clap back. Mm-hmm. And Jean's not having it. Goes out on the balcony to think. And is like, God, please help me. So God's like, no problem. Takes her soul Switchies. out of his body, puts Sherry's up in there. How is this different from Peter's suicide? I guess because she didn't actually she wasn't take a hand actively in it. trying. She just she did like everything but swerve in front of you know she yeah, did everything exactly. but jump. She goes out on this rickety fucking. She had more of a death wish than Peter. Her entire life, she wanted to die. She was just she is truly depressed. It says depressed teenage girl, and she yeah, is she is depressed. actually depressed. Like, it's not you just can like re, you can read yeah. that she's depressed. But I, I, I'm struggling with the idea that if somebody's like, um, oh, please God, I don't want to do this anymore. God, I'll just be like, okay, I know, yeah, no problem, and come to heaven. This is like. I know I'm speaking very generally and I'm like pulling back a lot from mm-hmm. the book, but the thing that like really left a bad taste in my mouth was like, here's this Latina girl. It almost seemed like she was ungrateful for the life. Like he, it was only almost painting her as like being ungrateful. And then yeah. after she comes out of the coma, and she's it's Sherry. like, oh, it's Sherry, this white girl. She's straight up not Jean anymore. And everyone's like, you're so nice. You're so wow. this. Like you're, oh my God. All of a sudden now you see the... The beauty in life. Yeah, you like know how to love. Yeah, it was just very much like, well, only a white girl who was brought up correctly could yeah. see the beauty in the barrio. And so that, that was the problem because I was like, I know that some of her like enlightenment uh-huh. was from like deal, like, because all of the chapters with Jean actually occur before she gets, I'm, I'm sorry, all the chapters with Sherry mm-hmm. and Rishi occur before. 
chronologically she jumps in in. so like maybe some of that has to do with being enlightened but no but still sherry had so much more warmth she tells that story about helping that deaf girl jean could not give a shit about her siblings and then we get this like like, adorable scene of sherry bonding with her four-year-old brother it's like uh, yeah okay yeah because if he had made it more about jean's depression yeah less about like I'm so worn down by living in this gang infested. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, if they had, if he had just made it about depression. Yeah, just make it a girl who's depressed. Because why the barrio great. stuff? The barrio stuff. Like, I'm sorry, Christopher Pike, but you can't write that. Like, and you cool. make her Mexican. Sure, sure. Just don't don't with the gang drive by bullshit. Yeah. It seemed, it was just real. Like, I'm not going to sit down and write a story about drive-bys. Yeah. Even though they happen in my school and in my neighborhood. They yeah. happen all the time. But I wasn't involved. Yeah. I don't know really, but I just know, like, the result. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, seriously, it was like Michelle Pfeiffer got plopped into Jean's body. And, like, it, it was, was like. so, it's like, <laughs> I could actually see the potential in this disgusting neighborhood. I have to change it. Poetry is rap if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, it was so. And then all the bullshit. About <laughs> I started laughing and then I coughed. The Rishi telling Sherry that as Jean, she's going to write stories that change the world. And inspire. And then the fucking story is some awful. The troll thing. The, the worst thing. story I've ever read it's about an author who it turns out her muse is a troll in her closet and the troll's super horny and wants so disgusting half of her royalties and so the way that she she goes to another writer for advice on how to get him off her back the writer's like oh just try to seduce him trick him back in the closet lock him in there and tell him that you'll slip him fan letters now and then and he can call up and have phone sex with the fans and do what and uh, he'll Mar- still marvin from the last book was doing exactly basically. and he'll still the troll sam sam o'connor what <laughs> what it was like that was supposed to be a joke about leprechauns i have no idea and so and then sam o'connor will still give her ideas and then she goes back to thank the author, and his troll answers the door, and Sam is trapped in his own house, and and Deborah is like, mm. oh, well. So that's, Bye. seriously, how the is story that, that will change, change the world? world. How it, is this imparting love? It and doesn't impart what? love. What? Like, I get Don't quit your day job. Here's the Subway. thing. <laughs> yeah. She's a sandwich artist. Mm-hmm. Let's make that clear. Here's what... I I get about the story. I did not enjoy the short story. I get why Christopher Pike wrote it because if, you know, if we think about it as like, if you are Christopher Pike and you are just shucking out these fucking books nonstop and you feel this pressure to constantly come up with new ideas, that can be like this, you know, nagging idea in the back of your head, like come up with something new, come up with something new and you're a slave to that voice. Fine. How is that relatable to anybody that is not a pulp writer? It's not. Like maybe I can just imagine do what you want to do and don't worry I about just, <laughs> I just don't know what the goddamn message of that short story is. What I what I fully understand is that as what you just said. And yeah. I do find it relatively 
relatable in like somebody is just like needing to churn things out. And what if it happened that your muse was this hideous troll thing? But what but what what purpose is is it her locking it away and not bothering to save her writer friend? Oh, not bothering to save the writer friend from his troll is just her being a fucking selfish bitch. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Like he so he saved her by coming up with the idea. And then she just leaves him locked in his closet. Is the wow, message that's like gonna change the world? <laughs> yeah. So is the message like understand what you're a slave to, which is, you know, being new and being different and coming up with new ideas, and then like fuck people that can't figure that out for themselves and just use them for for your own advantage and sorry if they can't figure it out? Because like, that's fucked up lock that disgusting part of yourself away yeah but like every now and then have phone sex with a fan yeah ew yeah <laughs> it's like it's like control those urges except when you want to have phone sex with a fan i don't know if it's like he ew. like he sometimes wonders if that's where he gets his ideas but like someplace but dark the, the real problem is is it's like we can analyze that story all the live long day and it doesn't fucking matter because the real question is what is it doing in this book what is it, it doing is like in this book? 25 pages it's so of long crap of a bad short story stuck in what could be a good book problematic barrio plot lines aside it was still interesting it's an interesting yeah. book like let's discuss the idea that those who are so depressed in their life get brought to some kind of relief mm-hmm. and then an enlightened person or a more evolved person takes that's the real problem is yeah. that they're taking the soul of a mexican girl and, and putting a white girl with a more enlightened white girl yeah um so like that that aside the the problems of that aside this could be an interesting book in that sense of like her and peter return as a couple and what do they do to enlighten the world what do they do to bring what they learned and oh there are these people who hate the wanderers and want to get rid of them yeah. just write that book then yeah why are you making it two parts with a bullshit with a bullshit story oh my god it was terrible if that book if that part had been gone i feel like so much more time could have also been spent exploring like the difficulty that both Peter and Sherry experienced, mm-hmm. like navigating. Yeah, let's focus on their this, relationship instead of yeah. like three months later. Yeah. And they don't tell us what happened in that three months except that she befriended a girl with leukemia. And by the way, yeah. the short story that we get to know is read at Deborah's grave. Yeah. God. She named her character after Deborah and then made Deborah a raging bitch. And also, did you notice Anne? Anne again. Anne again. Oh, yeah. Sam O'Connor wants to be set up with the sister. Deborah's sister, Anne. Anne. I also would have liked to see more of like Sherry slash Jean, because now they're both one person, discuss like the difficulty of having the two sets of memories that you identify both as your own Mm -hmm. and like have what is that sense of self in there Mm -hmm. because they're like what are we if we're not our memories and then also like are we a soul Mm -hmm. that would have been interesting to explore yeah Uh, how are we a soul if like we don't if we weren't made by the events of our life yeah and i really liked the like um sherry's in Jean's body, like slowly kind of remembering who she was and like being drawn to certain places. I liked seeing that. Like I was afraid it was going to be like rehashing the first book, but it wasn't. Like I was interested. I wanted to see her meet Joe. I wanted to see her like 
experience more of that, like, I thought I knew this place. Like, what am I? And, and kind of coming to those realizations, like, oh, that's my brother. I think it's a really interesting thing that wasn't done well. So it's like, I agree and I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Because it it is satisfying having read the first book to be like seeing her go back to all the characters we know. Mm-hmm. But it is a total cop-out on just being Jean. Yeah. And now it's like, well, never mind Jean's life. Aren't yeah. You were put there to improve yeah. the That's lives. I don't know. That sound has been plaguing my apartment complex. You know what it is? What? It's an oven timer. Well, whoever <laughs> is not turning off their oven timer in my apartment complex can go to hell. Because yeah. that thing has been going off nonstop since last night. Oh, my God. It's Nightmare. It's really weird. Um, anyway, so it's, <gasps> yeah, it's a cop out on her. Their apartment. <gasps> there are a lot of old people in the front building. Because there's no way you can't hear that sound. You would turn it off. Maybe they're out of town. And they forgot. They set the timer for like three days away. I think it's got to be something else. It's got to be something. <laughs> it's got to be something oven. else. <laughs> Please let it be something else. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like it's an abandonment of the original idea, which was her in the neighborhood, which just shows that Christopher Pike had no idea. He, he had couldn't no even, idea. He, he knows that th- drugs happen and that drive-bys happen and, and people parties. are in gangs and parties, but like sad parties. And pregnancies. And pregnancies. And then he's like, oh, I don't know what else it's like to live there. I'm just going to go back to Sherry. I'm going to have her remember she's Sherry and now she's just Sherry in a voluptuous Mexican body. That What was yeah. with Jimmy using the word tits? About it. As soon as Jimmy knows it's Sherry, he makes a comment about her having big tits. Yep. He's like, you could get a guy with those kinds of tits. So disgusting. I, yeah. And and, you're right. Like, I would have wanted to see if we were to explore more of of Sherry uh, slash Jean kind of like having these memories, I would want to see it juxtaposed with a, a much bigger presence Mm -hmm. of the old life Mm -hmm. like and also like going back to that like you're right like the whole premise of sherry being sent to gene's body is to like change the barrio why why is most of the book taking place with her wandering around in orange county and then a little chunk with that fucking short story so it's like (laughs) go change the barrio with this like one of the shittiest short short (laughs) terrible short stories i've ever read and so foul i hated it and then she's like never mind barrio and she goes back to sherry's life yeah i mean i can't remember what happens in the third book but uh, does she publish that was another thing too wasn't that what are you gonna publish that short story well and 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 um there was like they were alluding to the the idea that (laughs) pew pew so they were alluding to the idea that Sherry slash Jean is going to publish Remember Me, basically. Is going to yeah. publish. So is that the book that's supposed to change the lives of so Latina girls her everywhere? life as a white person is going to change yeah. the barrio. It, this it doesn't book make sense. sucks. I knew that coming. This isn't like Master of Murder where I was like, it was okay. And then yeah. we got here and it was terrible. I Like, this is not a good book and yeah. i like to remember me so much and i do remember as a kid being like i didn't really like the sequel <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i'm sure enough 
uh, now I know why. Mm-hmm. I do vividly remember that short story though, because I was so disgusted about this troll. The troll is disgusting. Hitting on her, and then and then her having to. This was another questionable thing that happened in the book, which was when she goes to help or seek help from the fellow author that hasn't made it yet. Mm-hmm. And she she presents her own problem with the troll as if it's a short story. By the way, we're talking about Deborah in the short Sorry, story. Yes. So Deborah is like, my character, not me, has a troll muse. And like, how can she stop him from like ruining her life? And he is like, oh, easy. She just has to seduce him because he likes women. And she's like, well, uh, she's like, I don't really want to do that. Or my character doesn't want to do that. Oh, right. She's lying to the Yeah. Anyway. And he's like, well, she has to have like given him some sign. Like she has oh, to they like, have a love, love hate, hate relationship. relationship. And I was like, ew. Like, <sighs> no, I think she just is like being hounded by this disgusting troll that like wants to ruin her life, basically. That was such a whatever <laughs> moment. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yawning because I'm trying to lift my soft palate to speak better. Oh, interesting. And so I keep yawning. Is it on purpose or is it a... It was on purpose, but now it's just making me yawn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't like... And then there's the thing where she... The way she meets Deborah is by going in and Deborah's reading Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and Jean's like, that's a great book. She's like, it's the best book I've ever read. And then it's like, uh, bitch, do you think your short story is another Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Because it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's a piece of shit. It was like, I'm not saying don't keep writing. I'm just saying don't read that at the grave of a dead girl. Honestly. Because if Deborah heard that, she's in the afterlife going, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, she named her Deborah? Oh, God. And all of this occurs because... In her quest to be a better person and to change the barrio, oh yeah, Jean slash Sherry decides to become a candy striper, and that's another scene too where she's like, "Mom, I'm going to be a candy striper," and her mom's like, "What? You're deciding to work for free? Like this is so unlike you. You don't even care about money." Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, this is ugh. yeah." They're painting Jean in that part like not as depressed so much as like she just sucks yeah and like i get it we we talked about this before depression hurts everyone Mm -hmm. like sure but this is not written with a sympathetic eye toward gene no because i mean it is but only in the stereotypical ways of like well she lives by drive-bys what does she have to aspire to yeah like surely a, a girl who lives in the barrio isn't even thinking of science fiction. Yeah. Doesn't even she doesn't even care about like she, science yeah, fiction. Yeah. She's like, I care like her mom is watching a rerun of Star Trek and Jean's all, I care nothing for science fiction. Yes. Blow the world up for all I care. I know. Nuke it. <laughs> Ugh. So weird. The other the other problem is that in all the examples he gave of other wanderers, they were other minorities. Yeah. Except for Einstein. Einstein. Well, eh, Jewish. Yeah. So at the but time. So then Einstein didn't come up with his own idea. So you've robbed Einstein of the theory of relativity and just said that like 
an enlightened being brought it to Earth. Yeah. And then you've robbed Martin Luther King Jr. Of Malcolm his, X. Yeah, and Malcolm X. And then Sherry's like... Isn't he a bigot? Isn't he a bigot? Wasn't I, Malcolm X a bigot? Wasn't he racist against white part. people? I was like... I I was really embarrassed for Sherry. I get it. It's 1993. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, but honestly, like, you are on the wrong side of history. You are so embarrassing. <laughs> and then... His explanation is like, well, that's pretty, like, he has a good response, but at the same time, you just know Christopher Pike in writing this is like, I'm really going to teach some white people about mm-hmm. Malcolm X. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. I'm sure so, that was like taken from a dinner party. Like maybe. Like some, some woman was like, isn't Malcolm isn't X Malcolm big X big it? So, so the, the Rishi has said, but this will surprise you. Malcolm X was also a wanderer. Him? But wasn't he a bigot? <laughs> hold and on, what page says, is that? 58. Okay, hold and on. And he says, he was many things while on earth. Can any blah, blah, blah will be remembered? Blah, blah, blah. Huge change. Became interested in religious <gasps> oh, matters. Mm-hmm. She gets worse. <laughs> she gets so um, much worse. Da, da, da. As I said, religion has its purpose. And Malcolm X became deeply religious. He was extremely charismatic. He drew people by the thousands. And she goes, but wasn't he a black Muslim? Didn't he hate white people? And he says, you just came from a predominantly Judeo-Christian society, both Judeo, blah, 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 word, blah, blah, blah. He's like, he's like, Islam is good, where it narrows the mind with dogma, it is harmful, and it is true that Malcolm X spent much of his adult life trying to separate Caucasians from African Americans. But we must come back to what his mission as a wanderer was. He came to give pride to people of color. At the same time, many African Americans particularly young males, felt a certain helplessness as far as dealing with society. Malcolm X showed them how to be proud and strong. Which is a good interpretation of Malcolm yeah. X, but at the same time, you're saying that, Mal- like, I would like to know whether or not the soul that went into Malcolm X was also black. Yeah. Because otherwise, fuck that yeah. shit. Yeah. Also, you're saying a black man, again, it's like a black man of his own Will can't be proud. Yeah. Couldn't bring important messages to the world. You're saying Malcolm Luther King Jr. just... Martin Luther King. <laughs> God damn it. Martin Luther King Jr. just of being a human being. Yeah. Couldn't have led the civil rights movement in the way that he did unless like a magical soul dropped into his body. Yeah. And where are these souls coming from? And maybe if there was some kind of like statement that like having experienced death makes you more enlightened and so the only thing making you more enlightened is death and then all to see the big picture yeah and all humans he should have thrown in some white people all humans are sometimes need just like a reminder it would be different and i know that i'm sure that this is what inspired the idea of wanderers is the people who have a near-death experience and then they come back and they yes. tell people about it and they're like a different kind of person and blah, blah, blah. But it's completely different to say that that person had a near-death experience, but they were actually taken out of their body and then a new soul was put in their body. Yeah. So that means that the person and they didn't, didn't even- have a near-death experience. They're a completely different person. No, And it wasn't even... It's not, yeah, that first person is not having a near-death experience because they're just straight All she's doing gone. is saying, like, I, I don't want to do this. That's it. And I, then... I get it. I liked how it was phrased in that, like, she's praying for God's help. Sure. But it is just her going, mm. <laughs> Yeah. 
I hate being Mexican in the barrio. You know what it is? It's Please this, put a white girl in my place. <laughs> Please. <laughs> She'll appreciate it. She's had such a good white upbringing that she can bring her privilege into... <laughs> I think this book is three stories. Mm-hmm. One is Jean's. One is uh, Sherry's. Sherry's. And one is that terrible what? fucking... A fucking troll bitch. Troll, <laughs> troll story. Ugh. It's so this weird. whole time... Can you imagine being a girl that's dying and you meet this candy striper and she's like, I'm a writer. You like J.R.R. Tolkien? Let me tell you how it ends. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then her being like, I'm also, I'll read you the stuff that I write. Because she actually, she's like she, trapped in that bed. She's trapped in there. To- <laughs> she has to listen to this girl read <laughs> this so horrible like, story. Dying of <laughs> leukemia. And this candy striper is like, you know what? While you're stuck in this bed, could you? Could I bounce some ideas yeah. off you? She's like, first things first. Her name is Deborah, like yours. She's a writer like <laughs> me, <laughs> and she's also a raging troll bitch. You like literally cannot get out of bed. Cannot escape this person. Ugh. Yeah. What is she gonna do? Like, uh, please get the fuck away. I would just pretend to be asleep. All My the time. own father won't visit me, and now I'm stuck with listening to your shit story. <laughs> I. Oh, that poor girl. Oh. I would seriously, I would just be asleep every time she came in. I would know her schedule and I'd be like, oh, sleeping. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, oh, at one point I just noticed that, so Peter's name is Peter Nichols. Mm-hmm. But then he accidentally wrote Peter Jacobs on the next page. Really? Yeah. Is he That's not funny. having an editor? Yeah, what the fuck? Um, um, they dance on the moon for a while. Oh, there's more bullshit about Peter and Sherry, a couple of white people looking at the hate of the Middle East and going, oh my God, get your shit together. I was what? so embarrassed about that part. When they're, Yikes. okay, so they go on like a special space journey where mm-hmm. they they're are just dancing around space. Yeah, they go to the moon, people. they go to the to Mars, they Never. see uh, what I assume is like him explaining his uh, uh, inspiration for the candy people. Um, yeah, I thought like, that These too. beautiful Martians, <laughs> Venus people, too. Uh, everything good. Their skin is wine colored. Yeah, their wine colored skin and beautiful swimming green eyes. It. <laughs> yeah, so when they're looking around Earth, it says, "It is strange to see that hate is something you can see." He agreed. He pointed to the Middle East. I do ha- hope they get their act together there. It looks ready to explode. Oh, Ugh. my God. Christopher Pike, you are kind of racist, but you think that you're not. He he's thinks like he's so woke. woke. Yes. Yes, but he's newly woke. He's newly woke. The newly woke are maybe the, the most worst. obnoxious yes. people on earth. Mm-hmm. Yes, because also they keep asking people to tell them how woke they are. They're so self-righteous. Yes. And so it's like... So self-righteous. I... They think of themselves like this book. Mm-hmm. They think of themselves like this yes, book yes. where they're like shining a light where none was before. Yeah. It's like, uh, if they're, what, who enlightened you then? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not bringing a new idea into the world. Oh God, I hate it. I hate it. it I hate it. I hate it. There are so many people on Facebook that are like this. Yes. It has also reminded me of, um, like, you'll see... I have seen some like straight white cisgendered men that have like 
acted like Trump winning the presidency is a personal attack on them and become like, like they're just like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. And it's like, listen up, boo-boo. It really sucks. It really sucks that Trump won. This is terrible. This is horrible. But it isn't so much happening to you. Like, use your voice. You have an empowered voice. You have a voice that is heard by more people than the people who are actually going to be mostly affected by this. Use that advantage. But to be like, I just know some men who were acted like it was a personal attack on them that Trump won. I think I think I know what you mean. I do think it is completely fair to be like, oh, because it is ha- it's happening to everybody. Sure. So I do think it's fair to like be on Facebook and like, oh my God, this is going to be terrible. I can't believe this is happening because there are ways in which it will affect mm-hmm. them. And I think this is what you mean, correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, but where I can't stand it is where they are saying that, but for the issues that will affect yeah. others. So it's like, I can't believe this is happening. All of my Muslim friends, I will stand next to you. But really, they're just making it about themselves. That's what it is. They it's making, it's for- making this this election, making all of this, making everything that's happening to these other people about themselves. And it's not being active in, like, it's not going to uh, rallies. It's not going, it's... I have seen people who are going to rallies, Mm -hmm. but they want credit like they are fucking saviors (laughs) about it. Or they're like, if you're not going to a rally, you're part of the problem. Oh, geez, Louise. Shut your fucking face right now. You are putting on such a show of being active mm-hmm. that I don't give a shit about what you're doing. Has it ever happened to you where, where if when people become so like aggressive and in your face and like guilt trip you about not caring enough about something that you in response start to withdraw? Yes. That happens absolutely. to me all the time. Absolutely. At all least from Facebook. I just remember like, fuck all yeah. yeah. Totally. I remember um <laughs> okay, there's a lot of baggage with this person, but <laughs> I remember that there was this girl uh uh, who was dating a guy I was living with. Um, he was my roommate. And um, I had just come back from a camping trip and I had like a bunch of these like uh, water bottles left over. And so I was like using these water bottles. And I'm normally like pretty environmentally conscious. And I was just drinking from one of these waters and she's, she, what a fucking bitch. She was like, <laughs> um, Kelly, that's really wasteful. Oh, my God. And in that moment, I was like, I want to buy a fucking Hummer, and I want to drive it all around. <laughs> I want to drive it over your face. I want to drive it over your fucking face. Yeah. She was a nightmare. Yes, I hated her. It, but it's now, like, ugh. Now I am f- fucking pissed. I'm using the term now social justice warrior as a pejorative. Oh, no. <laughs> and that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. You should fight for social justice. Mm-hmm. But when I use it, I am putting those people down. I'm putting, mm-hmm. like, stop making a fucking show. Nobody's going to put a medal on you. You don't yeah. deserve a medal. Just you're doing the right thing. That doesn't make you a saint. It like yeah. Just do the right thing. Because doing the right thing and wanting 
attention for it, wanting yeah. praise, wanting to be, want, wanting to elevate your social status mm-hmm. by being, by doing the right thing is so selfish. It is so counterproductive. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that you're doing these things, but like, shut the fuck up about it. They're, this is an example. Because they're trying to make themselves above you. Yeah. Well, I think there, it, it stems from a deep fear that they're not doing enough because of either the way they were in the past. Um, uh, want, uh, I think it's I many think it's things. a need to have an identity. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a sign of an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is my identity now. Yeah. This is a way to get in. Mm-hmm. This is a way to get in with the people I like. Yeah. And so I'm just going to keep screaming it from the rooftops. It's just that there seems to be a correct way to do it and an incorrect way to do it. And there's no explaining to those people what the difference is. I think, yeah, there's a – and the thing that's so, like, frustrating, especially from, like, someone in our position where it's, like – there's sincerity and there's not, and you can tell it when you see it, but I can't explain to you yes. what exactly, like color by numbers, what creates sincerity. Yeah. But like when you're being insincere, God, it's so obvious. Yeah. And it's it's weird. It, it's think, so weird because I do know people that post a lot about stuff like that, but that I'm like, good sincere. for you. Yeah. And then you there's people that I'm like, tell. you're so fucking annoying. You can tell. <laughs> you can just tell, you it's know. Like, <laughs> because... <laughs> I want to call out specific people. It's so bad. <laughs> well, okay. Here's here's a general like non political example. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this girl that I went to law school with who, I guess, I always <laughs> knew that she was like she's a very selfish person. Mm-hmm. And um, one day she posted this thing, which was a picture of a drawing, and she the caption is. Look at this drawing this homeless woman gave me after I gave her a water bottle because it was so hot out. It really feels oh, good to give. God. Yeah, where I was like, I I was like, I am embarrassed. You need to take that down. Like, oh my god. But that that is so transparent. Where you're like, that is the difference. It's yeah, because like every now and then I will ask the homeless person outside a Seven Eleven, like, yeah. hey, do you want anything from inside? And they'll tell me, and I'll get it for them. Yeah. But you're not. I've never like, posted that on Facebook. Yeah. I'm not looking. I'm saying it here only to illustrate a point. <laughs> a point. I'm not like. I swear to God. Like, if anybody were to message me and say, like, oh, I heard that on the podcast. That's so good of you. It'd be. I don't shut up. I don't. Yeah. I don't deserve credit for mm. this. It's just a thing that you do sometimes mm. to help out the person who's standing in front of a Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. Like, don't get a. Ah, don't get on Facebook. Yeah. And like post that and say like, and I so recommend that everybody do this at least once a month. Like, oh God, I hate you. Yeah. It's just a good thing to do. So good. Do the good thing Mm -hmm. and don't try to paint yourself as enlightened because that's the least enlightened thing you can do. Yeah. Here's my here's my wonder when I'm like, is this <laughs> I like that phrasing. Here's my wonder. Here's my wonder. Or here's my advice. If you're wondering, gosh, am I one of those people? When you're starting to do an act of like, quote, goodwill, are you thinking, I can't wait to tell someone about this? Exactly. 
there and then exactly. that should be like, burr, 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 burr. there's the problem exactly. there's a problem yeah yes if you're thinking like I can't wait I to can't post this to Instagram. I can't wait to post this to Instagram. I can't wait. I can't wait to tell all my friends at this party. Oh, God, that's going to be tonight. I should, like, you know, t- you know, give this homeless person, like, an extra $5. And then I'm going to tell everybody about it. And I'm going to advise that they do it, yeah. too. Like, I'll, I'll let them know how good it felt to do uh-huh. it. If that's the thing, then pause. I posted a photo of myself campaigning in Nevada for Hillary, and mm-hmm. I was like, Wearing a little sticker and mm-hmm. I have my little clipboard, and I, I do question what, but I, I, I don't feel like think I was just like, I, 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 I felt like here are my pictures from my vacation, and also like, please praise me. I felt like also it was like a like hey get out there and do something guys sort of thing, yeah. not like a do you see what I'm doing? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm good. And then I got a bunch of people going like you're a hero. <laughs> I feel so shitty hearing <laughs> you say hero. that. I feel like that's so nice. Yeah. But I feel so dirty now. <laughs> I feel so dirty. In retrospect, I'm like, is that why I did it? <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. Oh, my God. I. It's like it, it's hard to be self-aware. Yeah. And that made me question it. I was like, maybe I yeah. did want to hear that. I know I regret that. Part. Like maybe the reason it made me feel so dirty is that I did kind of want that to happen, but like I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah, I think I I feel like similarly. Um, because I wrote that piece on Medium and right posted it to Nerdist Schoolios, and I know exactly why I did it because I was thinking about that in my head when we were talking about that, and it was because like I'll just be flat out honest because I felt like shit writing it. Mm-hmm. And, and I needed support. Needed someone to say like, because I, I wrote it with the thought that like I had read some other pieces and felt not alone. Exactly. And so I, I was like, I will write this because so yes. I know this helped me, and it's going to be cathartic for me to write and also cathartic for people to read. Yes. Um. And so I did it, and I posted it there because I was like, I need someone to tell me that it helped them because and that this is okay. Yeah. It, because also like my feelings are valid yes yes because like you can feel very alone and very but also at the same time i had like random people saying like you are a strength of a pillar of strength in this community and i was like whoa it super helped because i was feeling super alone and sad but in that moment when we're talking right now i was like fuck did i do that was i was i marketing off my own horrible experience am i exploiting a turmoil (sighs) to be special it's like no but i struggled with the exact same thing when i wrote about my experience of my dad dying. your dad yeah because it was it was horrible mm-hmm. and but i had read people talk about their experiences mm-hmm. and i wanted the same thing i was like well i was genuinely grateful yeah to read their things and see myself in it mm-hmm. and it really helped me to write it mm-hmm and at the same time, I like, and I said this in what I wrote, which is that, like, am I making a show of my grief? Yeah. Am I, There's a fear in that, for am sure. Am I letting something go in making it public? And then it's like, it isn't mine anymore. Interesting. And it's hard because I, it was like the most painful experience yeah. in my life. And it, 
helped me to write about it, but it also, I enjoyed writing about it. Yeah, of course. And then I enjoyed all of the com- all of the response I got to it. Mostly, that's a lie, not even mostly. I enjoyed people who were like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Thank you for sharing. But I also enjoyed all the people going, you're an amazing writer. And I feel sick yeah. even saying that now because now, yeah. now on the podcast I'm recorded, it's like, I'm an amazing writer. <laughs> but I... So it's a fine line between sincerity and wanting praise and that being okay. You know what I think it is? Maybe I'm just like trying to make it okay that we did this thing. Because then – because it ties in with this book. Yeah. It's like when is it okay? Yeah. But sorry, To be almost self-indulgent. I think here's the thing. (laughs) I keep saying here's the thing. Um, but here is the but here's the thing. I think, and, and this was kind of like the the I I ran through like a thousand different, as I'm sure you did, conversations I'd have with people calling me out for the things that I was worried I was doing, writing this piece. And my thought was, listen, this shitty fucking thing happened to me. I'm yeah. allowed to do whatever I fucking want with it. Yeah. So, like, that's my – where I'm like, let me fucking deal with this, like, how I want to deal with it. But that's not what I struggled with. It was like, yeah, I have every right to write about this. And I did check with my sister first because Mm -hmm. it was so much her experience, too. And and it's much more natural to me in my adulthood to be super open. Yeah. And share, probably overshare Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And – but she's such a private person. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to ask her. And as long as she's okay with it, then I'm okay with it. So that's not what I struggle with. Not that, like, that's the coping tool that I use mm-hmm. and I have every right to do that. It was that I wanted good feedback. It was that I wanted praise. Well, I So think- I wanted praise for the worst experience of my life. I think here <laughs> – I almost said here's the thing again. Um, <laughs> I think it's that – because it's the worst experience of your life and you are sitting here documenting it, it's something that you're putting care into. It's something that has ultimately formed who you are today. And when you're documenting something like that, when you're looking back on that experience and you're putting it down on paper, there is a lot of care that goes into that. And yeah, it's like, man, I, yeah, I, I want this to be the course of months. Yeah. It's like you want it to be perfect. You're exp- you're communicating something that has changed you irreparably for other people to consume. So you want that form as it takes to be perfect and to want someone to tell you that the way, not just the thing you communicated, but the method in which you did communicate it was awesome. That's normal. I think that's totally human to be like, yeah, this thing that I fucking slaved over, which is letting you in on this thing that really fucking sucked for me. I did it well. <laughs> like, you know, like I <laughs> wrote it well. But what's hard to navigate is then how is that different from yeah. people who feed a homeless person outside of a 7-Eleven and write about it? Because that, it wasn't the, that wasn't them at the nadir of their life. But That's them curating. I think, I do think after us talking about this that I should give those people a little bit more slack. I should always give people a little <laughs> bit more slack. That's the, that's, I used to be a lot kinder and more compassionate when I was a teenager and in college. And then 
I don't know what happened, but I see myself being less compassionate. I see myself being judgier. I see myself making everything black and white, which weirdly ties back into the essay I wrote because Mm -hmm. I had made everything black and white with my dad. Yeah. And my regret was that I didn't see that he was still a human being and that I wasn't more compassionate. And I fall back into that. And so, yeah, I'm on Facebook and I'm like, fuck you, I'm better than you. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the thing is I'm like, fuck you, you're not better than me. Fuck you, I'm better than you. Yeah. So, but I guess that's the struggle with being a person. Yeah. Like you have to keep opening yourself up. You have to, it's not easy to be compassionate with somebody else if you don't really like what's happening. Yeah. And so the, as long as you're trying to, then you're on the right path. Yeah. And I think also, um, I was talking about this earlier uh, with Ryan, who was telling me about this uh, book on empathy that talks about how empathy can sometimes prevent true progress because we really deeply only empathize with people who we respect or feel or agree with yeah or agree with or feel like we're similar to and so like other people's problems are staunchly other people's problems Mm -hmm. if we don't identify with those people um and i think the path to true empathy what what we hope it is in its purest form is to understand that like everybody's inner workings are different and people get value from different things. And that doesn't mean that their happiness or sadness is worth any more or less, even if what we see as like the conduit to that happiness or sadness is like not something that would cause that in us. And so like, I don't know, fine. If someone wants to fucking post that they gave a water bottle to a homeless person, fine. Problem. I'm so see now it's like, fuck you. And now I'm disappointed in myself. And then even at the same time, I'm like, this is what makes me better than you. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, I know me it's constant. having the self-awareness to know that, like, this doesn't make me better than them makes me think I'm better than yeah. them. No, yeah, because you're like, a, at least I know. It's such a vicious cycle. It's such a I, – I don't – Yeah. I guess the – it's. I was going to say I don't know how to navigate that, but I guess the trying to navigate that is the point. Yeah. Like, I – in the last few years have uh, started studying, not very formally, but um, like Shambhala meditation. Mm. And uh, she's like a wing of Tibetan Buddhism. Oh, cool. And I read this amazing book. It helped me so much after my dad died. It like gave me permission to forgive myself. Yeah. Um, and it's called Living Beautifully with uncertainty and change by Pema Chodron. Oh. She's amazing. And it talks about all this. So first you have to have compassion for yourself, then you have to have compassion for other people, and then you have to have compassion for the world. Yeah. And so I guess I something <laughs> I think something sports, sports related <laughs> is happening. Um so yeah, I guess it's maybe I just need to work more on the compassion for myself first. Well it's like RuPaul says. If you can't love yourself, how the, how the hell, hell are you going to love, love somebody, somebody else? else? True. Mm. True words. Realness. I think it all comes down to RuPaul. Podcast realness. Podcast realness. Mm. So that's what this book isn't that great at. This book is like a social justice warrior post on yes. Facebook. 
Yes. It's like the yes. heart of it is there. Mm-hmm. The execution is problematic. <laughs> yes. I feel like now that we've had a chance to kind of like figure out what causes our like feelings of derision towards mm-hmm. social justice warriors, I feel a little bit less disappointed. Angry. Just, yes. I'm less a little angry. well, I'm a little less inclined to go, fuck this. Fuck. Yeah. I'm like, okay, like, I get it. Yeah, like I should probably put myself in the mind of Christopher Pike trying to write. Like, he thinks this is his good work. Mm-hmm. He thinks this is him trying to bring a little bit of love and compassion yeah. into the world. And I will say that as a kid, this made me a lot more open to yeah. meditation and new age stuff, even though I've been attracted to that since like a toddler. Yeah. Like, this talks about meditation so much that I think it, like, planted the seed for me to Mm -hmm. be more open or not more drawn to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, in a way, he did it, but also that troll story is the worst. Okay, that's the thing. I I can't (laughs) – overall, I'm like, fine, 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 because we're like, whatever you want. I see you're trying – but that fucking troll story, I cannot. Her story better. Her story is so bad. The book around it is better. Yeah. So why isn't the short story better? That makes no sense. The troll thing comes out of nowhere. And it goes on so long. It is so many pages. <laughs> I'm gonna how many pages how many do we think it is? Over it under up. 15. I, over. I think it's over no 15. It was, it was long. It was very, it felt like it went on forever. Oh, oh my god, no, it's, it's pretty so long. long. I think I'm I think it's Okay, over under 15. I think it's over 15. Jesus Christ. Okay, so it goes from Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, it goes from 116 to 144. <laughs> In case you didn't know what that sound was, that was me smashing my face into the book. What? 116 to 128 pages. I said 25. I was real close. You're still it's under eight pages. Price is right, rules you won. Yep. God. Do, do you think he thinks it was good? He thinks it was funny. I think he I thinks think, it was hilarious. I think he used to write essays like this in high school and that his teachers were like, you're so creative. You have such an amazing mind. Like that, yes, like, like Marvin the, in yes, the last book with yes, the, frog, the frog. The frog wanting to. And it's like, yeah, in the context of a kid reading it in a high school creative writing class. Fine. Sure. Whatever. Sure. But you're an adult man that has a career as a writer. Mm-hmm. I used to write some pretty bullshit short stories mm-hmm. and poems for creative writing classes in high school. And I would get, oh, you're so creative. You're such mm-hmm. a good writer. And I would, in the back of my mind, be like, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> this was shit. And I know it. Yeah. And you don't know it. Yeah. It's like, because I used like five similes. Is that why? Or like, because you found this harder or like the other essays are not as good oh god i sound like the worst right now <laughs> the other essays weren't even as good as my bad essay. i wasn't even trying and everyone else was god. worse than me uh, i'm great and such a good writer <laughs> but yeah uh, but it's, it's the truth people would tell me that and i'd be like no i'm not you're wrong this is terrible yeah the one time where I was like, thank God somebody else knows I'm terrible, was I took a playwriting class in college and my plays were the fucking worst. <laughs> and my friends in the class were like, your plays are the fucking worst. <laughs> and I was like, I know. Thank you for seeing that. Oh, my God. Oh, I've never written a play ever. Probably it's hard. It, I it's would harder probably be to terrible. write a play than like a sketch or a uh, TV show. I don't think I could ever do it. 
They're a completely different beast. Let it be known. I will never be a playwright. I think part of it is because I expect plays to be like, Daddy, put down the bottle. <laughs> yeah. I was three when I first knew my mother was gay. Or like, just, yeah. uh, <laughs> just like super self-indulgent. Yes. Way over the top. Tennessee Williams. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, I've play. seen and read some really good plays, but my sister is actually, uh, she's written some plays and they were very good. Oh, good And she her. got really great feedback from her playwriting teacher, um, but she just, she don't want to live that life. It's a tumultuous life. Mm-hmm. Playwrights do not make a ton of money. Nope. Less than actors. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder to be a, make it as a playwright than an actor. Yeah. Because, duh, because it is. <laughs> Okay, I just opened – I'm just going to fill yeah. you guys in on Feel free. the, like, just the general attitude towards the characters in this book, particularly mm. the um, Latina characters. This is a real – okay. I just randomly opened the book. Mm-hmm. Darlene Sanchez's house was a pile of old wood, plaster, and bad vibes. Her father had abused her when she was six. When she was ten, oh, yeah. he had taken two rounds in the chest from a double-barreled shotgun while trying to rob a liquor store. When she was 16, her mother died from cirrhosis of the liver from having drunk half a liquor store. I get that people's lives are like this. I get it. I get it. But also, the next sentence is really confusing. Darlene was tough, though. I knew from past life regressions. What? What do you mean you knew from past life regressions? That's is what she I'm talking, talking about. Okay. Did Sherry look at her, Darlene's past lives? No, 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 no. She's talking about her past life quote. I'm doing an air quote. From as Jean. Sherry, Sherry is Jean, so she's like remembering Jean's memories of Darlene as being tough. Because okay. now it's when she, whenever it, so half the book is in third person, and so like Jean did this, Jean did that, and when it's Sherry, person. it's first person. So the end of the book is Sherry in Jean's body, knowing she's Sherry, knowing she's Sherry, so but with Darlene, I mean, with Jean's memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why she's past life regressions. I think she just means from like rifling through Jean's memories. I I don't know. It doesn't make total sense. It's a little tricky. It's loud today. Yeah. I guess daytime people are more active. <laughs> it is the weekend in Los Feliz. Mm-hmm. People do a lot of activities. They're going to brunch. They're getting coffee. They're walking their dogs. They're I watching was sports. I was in, enraged at Tacos to Madre today. Because every time I go there, I think I've told you this, they get my order wrong. Doesn't sound familiar, but keep going. <laughs> they get my order wrong every single time. Every single time, without fail, they get it wrong. Why do you keep going there? I don't know why I keep going there. <laughs> Are they very good tacos? They're okay. They're not even that good. Why do you keep going there? Um, it's right on the corner. Okay. And so usually I'm pressed for Proximity. time. Yeah, I'm gotcha. starving. Um, oh, on Vermont, next to Skylight? Yeah. And the movie theater? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They get my order wrong every time. It's a simple thing. It's just that I want some red salsa on the side. Why is that so hard? I don't know. Every single time, I'm like, can I have some red salsa on the side with that? And they're like, sure. Look in the bag. Never any red salsa. God, that's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> um, and every time I go there, it's always really crowded. Mm-hmm. And everybody in line thinks they're a fucking delight. Everybody <laughs> that really? orders, they're like, oh, did my car go through? God, I really hope so. What? And I'm like, what? Why does everybody have a tight five that they're sharing with the cashier? <laughs> well, I'm, I was like, all I want is a bean and cheese burrito. Literally, that's all I want. 
in and out bean and cheese burrito. That's it. And every single time, the people are like, what do you think of the fried chicken sandwich? And it's like, the, the cashier does not care. Props like to you, cashier. Like, bond. Yeah. Every, every single time. What about uh, best fish tacos in On that side? Yeah. It's on that side. It's further. Oh, okay. That's why I'm lazy. Well, if it's less frustrating, I, I know. say give yourself a little walk. Give myself a little joggy jog. Yeah. That's it. just my advice as somebody who doesn't walk to anything. I live yeah. on a hill. You do live on a hill. It's a, it's an extreme hill. Extreme. It is. Oh, maybe I'll do that. I'm next to a lot of good restaurants, though. So. You're next to a lot of good restaurants. And I could walk to a Trader's, Trader Joe's, and they mm-hmm. have the worst parking lots ever. So being within walking distance to a Trader Joe's is like Los Angeles gold. Do you walk to that Trader Joe's? No, because that fucking hill. <laughs> And so I said I just deal with the parking. For that, for the solo reason of their parking lot, I have not been to that Trader Joe's in two years. It's maybe the worst Trader Joe's parking lot. It's insane. At least that I've ever dealt with. Yeah. And the one in Glendale is pretty bad. The one on 3rd and Fairfax is pretty bad. I bet. But they added a new parking lot, so it might be a little bit different now. But oof. the one on Santa Monica that they took away was great. Because it was in a strip mall, so it had its own giant lot. Ugh, and then they fucking took it. Why would you take a Trader Joe's away from Santa Monica Boulevard? Why would you do that? That's Trader Joe's ridiculous. power rankings. Ridiculous. <laughs> it used to be Trader Joe's in Santa Monica, number one. Number one. I don't know what. The, then they all fall into the same category. Yeah, then they're, they're all, all like shitty pretty parking. shitty parking lots. Another good one is, though. Um, Isn't there one in downtown that has decent parking? Probably. There's one in the uh, W, right by the W building. Oh. The new one mm-hmm. in, like, Smack Dub in Hollywood. Yeah. Vine and I've been to that one. It's it's good parking lot. It's good because it's a full parking lot because yeah. it's at the bottom of a giant building. Mm-hmm. Anytime Trader Joe's shares a parking lot with something else that gold. has more normal parking restrictions, yes, gold. Yeah. Gold. I don't know if they are somehow skirting normal building codes. Mm-hmm. Because they're like somehow not classifying themselves as a full grocery store or something. I don't know what it is, but Trader Joe's never has to have a giant parking lot the way other grocery stores do. Yeah, never. And maybe it's because of the amount of real estate that the Trader Joe's itself takes up. Because mm-hmm. their aisles are also a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves Trader Joe's. Just branch the fuck out. Yeah, maybe that would make their prices worse. I don't know. <laughs> is that I what it is? Real, is that what it is? I don't know. Somebody who knows Trader Joe's better than me, please call in mm. right now. The phone lines are open. We've been waiting. Just kidding. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. At Team Creeps Pod. At Trader Joe's. Tweet mm-hmm. at us. Let us yeah. know. Why? What's the deal? Why? Why are you doing this to humanity? We love you. We love Trader Joe's. Everybody, Everybody loves, Trader, loves Joe's. Trader Joe's. Yeah, I haven't been there in years. <gasps> I Actually, I go to one my parents' house in Torrance um, because- oh, I'm sure it's better in the valley. Huge parking lot huge parking lot because it shares a parking lot i was about to say but it with, shares a parking lot yeah with a it's it's just a like a restaurant row-ish type area with mm-hmm. like a movie theater and like all yeah. that so it's just like parking galore Strip mall. there's also a whole foods there so it's like yeah do you want to go a little more upscale mm-hmm. go to that whole foods yep sigh sigh that was grocery roundup yeah um Getting on some tangents today what we should talk about is the fact that peter also comes back with Sherry, another He's wedgie. such an afterthought. And he is, I know, that's insane. He is dropped into the body of Lenny, which is Jean's boyfriend who knocked her up, who, it turns out, engineered Jean's death. 
because he thought she was cheating on him with the now-dead Sporty, which means he also arranged Sporty's death. Yes. He basically, when the book Again, starts engineered. out... Yeah, engineered. Yeah. The book starts out, they're all meeting up at Lenny's for his birthday, and they're talking about how they're going to get some payback on... on what What's the name of the... The One red something. But it was like red oh. something. Yeah, what uh, was it? I'll look for it. Anyway, it's like fake blood red crips. Blades. Yeah, red blades. Red blades versus the bald caps. Yeah. Okay, so they're like, we, we got to get back at the red blades because they were the ones that killed Sporty in a drive-by. And Jean already is kind of hip to it because she's like, mm, why are you guys are you in our territory? About? Like, yeah. why, why were you there at night? And they're like, mm, Shut up. We yeah. have to go kill them. It. And um, then it turns out, right, that when the book opens, Jean's pregnancy, Lenny thinks is not a result of him, but is yeah, he because of Sporty's. Sporty's. Or, <laughs> Sporty's. Uh, is Sporty's child. Sporty. Because he saw her kissing Sporty. So he, like, weakened his own balcony. How did he know she was going to go on the balcony, though? This makes no, no idea. Or she went on the balcony, and then he's like, now's my moment. So then he, like, goes and underneath it and, like, weakens tried, the beams weakens or some them. shit. It collapses on him. He fucks up. Yeah. He's paralyzed. Yeah. And then so the end of the book finds Sherry Jean at her Sherry's brother's house. Condo house. in yeah. Orange County. Um, Apartment. That's right. He doesn't have a condo. It's an apartment. It's an apartment. Um, so they're heading there because she's convinced Jimmy that she's the returned Sherry. Yeah. They go there. <laughs> Lenny shoots her in the leg and is like, like, bitch, I'm going to shoot thigh. you in the vag if you don't yes, jump off this balcony. He aims at her crotch. <laughs> he keeps aiming at her crotch. He's like, I'm going to shoot your vagina off yes. if you don't jump off the balcony. I don't know why she has to jump off a balcony. Whatever. Whatever. So she gets out on the balcony. Maybe it's like stuck in his head because what's his name is in his head. And like jumping off balconies is like. Or he was like, I was going to kill you with a balcony before. I'm going to finish oh, the right. balcony job. I'm, yeah. Who knows? So she ends up hanging from the balcony. Oh my God. With her <laughs> little he thingies. Like, he, yeah. And he shoots at her hand. <laughs> and then she like, her right arm falls and she's swinging by her left. And then at the last moment, Sherry Jean is like, the master, help me. And then all of a sudden, Peter remembers that he's Peter. And is like, Sherry? And she's like, bye. Oh, no. Just kidding. I fell in a pool. Yeah. She fell in a pool. And and she's fine. Everything fine. And Joe calls her some kind of name. And then. Fall girl. Can, yeah. And then Joe's like, I've got your nickname. Which she has terrible nickname. <laughs> fall girl? I'm going to call you fall girl. And then that's the end of the book. And then to be continued. Yep. Literally, (sighs) to be continued, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Just, right? He was clearly, again, with the short story, I feel like he is very pressed for time with his publisher. And so he's just trying to fill a word count. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I feel like what's happening in behind the scenes in this book is what happened in Marvin's story from last week. Yep. Um, The last, okay. I let Joe pull me out of the pool. My leg hurt something awful, but as long as it didn't have to be amputated, I didn't mind. <laughs> I remembered that Joe often gave people nicknames, just giving us a little bit of necessary backstory. It. I'll get to that. I noticed that she had bleached her hair blonde. She always did want to have more fun. What's that? I asked my old friend. She giggled. The fall girl. Sherry. 
Someone called from three stories up. Are you all right? Yeah, is that you, Peter? <laughs> this is turning out to be a weird day, Jimmy or, muttered. Or. <laughs> yeah, Peter shouted. I remember. I remember you. I smiled. That's what I wanted most. To be continued. Remember? <laughs> Remember Sherry? <laughs> Remember Sherry? Remember Chewbacca again? Uh, I was going to say, so when you were reading that passage, that is just a prime example of one of Christopher Pike's tics that I cannot stand, which is adding on mm-hmm. <laughs> things they always I did. I remembered uh, that Joe had given people nicknames. Like, just make it, just cut that sentence out altogether. We're, we're on board. We, we, we know. We, it's fine. We remember the book. Or, um, oh, I noticed. So he says, mm-hmm. I remembered that Joe often gave people nicknames. It could have just been something like Joe in her usual style mm-hmm. came up with a nickname or something like that. And then yeah. I noticed that she had bleached her hair blonde. Just say she'd bleached her hair blonde. Just Christopher say, Pike needs to take a creative writing class. I was That's the say problem. He needs to read funk it, fucking uh, Strunk and White's uh, Elements of Style. Yes. It's like, pare down the language, yes. bud. Also, like, it doesn't matter if this is in first person. We don't need to observe anything through their eyes unless it's like, just because that it. person's in an altered state. Just or, say it. Just say it. Just say it. Her hair is blonde. Her hair, is, her hair was bleached blonde now. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You'd, I noticed that. <laughs> we don't need. We don't need to. We we get that you noticed it. Yeah. Did you know if you take out all these, this book is three pages long. Seriously. Or it's like when people say like she started walking over here, when you yeah. can just say she walked. she walked over there. She walked. Here, here's one like it. Uh, so they see a black hole. Blah blah blah. Where I didn't know another dimension, perhaps another creation. Surely, in the center of this floated what I believe our astronomers would call a galactic black hole. The fuck? Just say you saw a black hole. Do you think yeah. we not know what a black hole is? He tends to, like, dumb shit down too much. It's so bizarre. I believe one of them. And that's the same as, like, I noticed that. <laughs> I'm wondering if this is. I believe it's called a black hole. <laughs> It's called a black hole. It's called a black hole. It's fucking a black hole. I'm wondering if this is a remnant of another time where, like, because a lot of times, too. Here's a thing. Um, You know how it's like, don't, like, always expect your audience to be smarter than you're. Or as smart. Yeah. Or, like, your intuition, give people a little bit more credit than that. Yeah. Um, But he's, like, dumbing everything down. And, And I don't know if it's because my inclination is, if I don't know what something is in a book, Let's say I'm reading a book and I'm like, hmm, I don't know what a black hole is. Mm-hmm. I'll look fucking it up. look it up. I'll look it up. Don't, let me let me look it up. You don't, don't have to tell like, me. I don't, I don't know. Like there is so like, like seriously that people know what a black hole is. Yeah. Or even just, just like say it. Or like read any like hard sci-fi that just like names that something is a thing and expects the aud- the reader to be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. It's like, oh, um, this was a um Dark matter converter. Cool. Great. That's the thing that it was. That's the thing that it was. You don't That's have to explain to me. <sighs> Although some sci-fi doesn't do that. Oh, the other thing he does that I hate, mm. besides just tacking on words to a sentence that we don't need, is the, oh my God, the number of similes, the number of fucking mm. similes he mm. uses. Mm. Things like this all the fucking time. His tux was the color of sand on an ocean floor. 
It was tan. It was yeah. a tan tux. Um, was I don't ba- like also, beige tux. Ew. Are you kidding me? Ew. He looks like that coffee bag that's behind you <laughs> on the wall. His tux was a was color color of a coffee bag hung on a wall. <laughs> I hate another one where it's like her eyes looked like that yes. of a girl in a painting of old or something like that. It's just I hate it's similes. not even good flowery language is the problem. No, it's just purple for no reason. Yeah. I hate similes that have no like there's no reason why you would compare it to that exactly. thing. Just say it was tan. Just say it was tan. Or just say you had a, a tux. Why does it why is it a tan tan tux? Tan. I feel Sand they don't on even an ocean floor? What does that mean? They don't make tan is tuxes. It black? <laughs> Oh, maybe it's like a dark blue? But that's not what sand looks like. No. <laughs> sand, but simile? like if it were like on the bottom of the ocean and His like it was nighttime. the color of sand on an ocean floor, but one of those ocean floors that really like, like deep ocean, ocean like, floor. Like really Let's deep. say it's tinted with, oh. um, okay, so it's next to some coral. The coral sand, has dissolved into the sand? Yes, yes, yes. His yes, color yes, yes, yes. was the color, his tux was the color of dissolved sand, sand coral on the, in the deep ocean. Deep ocean. Being where the coral was reflected off the beams. No, there aren't any sunbeams There's no in sun the deep beams. ocean. Okay. Uh, his tux was the color the of... The water is experiencing an fuck, algae my growth. Troll took all my similes away. <laughs> oh my God. Do you think that he's like going crazy with his similes because he's like trying to contrast that with like not being able to come up with similes if your troll's locked away? I think he's not a great writer. <laughs> God, I'm never going to be able to adapt a book of his now. No, he's going to listen to these. Mm-hmm. They're going to be unearthed. We like we like most good. of his books. I like you, Christopher Pike, but these are. I'm wondering if this, on my trip I should read like Starlight Crystal to like buy myself back. Maybe I'm like, should what I if just you don't like, like it as much? No, uh, come on. We liked Remember Me. We liked That's Scavenger true. Hunt. We, we liked, liked uh, Spellbound. Spellbound. Okay, they yeah, can the be good. The opening of Scavenger Hunt was really good. Yeah, it yes, it reminded me we of read um, it Capote. And praised it. Yeah, where it was like yeah. Uh, it was describing the desert. Yeah. So cool. No, he's he, good. I, I think sometimes he has to churn them out. Yeah. I think, was this a busy year? No. It, this is two years after Master of Murder. Maybe he was going through something. I don't know. 94? Mm-hmm. Last one was 92. Maybe he felt pressured to do Remember Me, too. Like, maybe his publishers were like, Remember Me 1 was like, Remember Me was a really popular book. We need to keep, you know, capitalize yeah. on that name. And he mm. didn't feel. I don't know, man. It's very confusing. I was just looking at the insert of your book versus uh, my book. They're the same. Yeah. There's no reason that this sequel shouldn't have been, shouldn't have included what Remember Me 3 is. There's just no reason. Unless the publisher was like, we want you to split it into two books. Yeah. They're like trilogies. Why the fuck People not? like trilogies. T- two books for the price of, no, one book for the price, price of, of two. Of, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Disappointment, though. This is, like, reminding me of um, Give Me a Kiss, <clears throat> where it's, like, it's just, well, no, because Give Me a Kiss had, like, a kernel of something. That was super short. The it was problem super short. we had with Give Me a Kiss was that it was super short, and it just sped through yeah, things it was that like it could have gone so into. Quick. 
What was the? Did we read one of his books where it was Fall like into too darkness. long? Yeah. Oh, Fall into Darkness was where they found Give Me a Kiss on the yeah. Shelf. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna <laughs> say that. No, there was like maybe I'm imagining it. What one? That there was like a book that was could have been thirty pages. Oh, you know what? Oh. I think it was the book I read with Micah. Oh, really? Where it was no, like I this remember. could have been like thirty pages, but it was. I think we read one together something. like that yeah. too, though. Yeah, because I remember talking to you about it. Stretched. Out yeah, it's like this no could reason. be like everything that was four sentences could have been one. Yeah. And that certainly happened here. Yeah. And I mean, this was just like too many ideas and not enough of each one. Substance. And yeah. And weird detour with the short story. Um, Maybe if the short story had been any good, <laughs> I would have been fine with it. I know. If it like, I just don't understand why he didn't write a short story that had that message of light and love in mind it didn't it was like mean-spirited and weird and gross it was gross outright gross Um, i'm just trying to look up what i need my ears our next book is do you know (gasps) monster oh thank god oh i might be wrong though but i remember liking monster a lot it's a weird one no i liked monster okay well light at the end of the tunnel or what if we hit end of the week? Too. Is it possible? <laughs> I really like Road to Nowhere. I loved Road to Nowhere. And then I like The Immortal. We've got, oh, Midnight Club. Oh, and then oh. Last Vampire starts. Oh, I never All read right. Last Vampire. All right. You know what? I think he was just. And then Starlight Crystal and then the rest of the Last Vampire books. Great. Great. All right. So hopefully, hopefully we've pushed through. <laughs> Yeah, guys, just, if you have, like, ideas for other, like, non-Christopher Pike, like, any point horror, any, like, yeah. any of the special, like, Babysitter's Clubs, yeah, any, like, any, Scholastic 80s and 90s yeah, fun stuff. that are, like, good, well, hit us they don't well. have to be good, but, but like, you if like. You, if you want them, yeah. if you want us to talk about them, give us, let us know. just a little palate cleanser from yeah. this situation. Maybe after Monster, we could... Oh, was Road to Nowhere next, though? Because I uh, would love to get into that. Uh, yep. Okay. So maybe after Road to Nowhere, we could do a book that's not like these, but I loved this book. It's called Time Windows. Cool. We could have talked about that off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to Ooh. logistics meeting. All right. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, tweet at us um, yeah. at Teen Creeps Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, right on our Facebook wall. Yeah, just uh, oh my God, wall say. again. We're so old. Oh damn it! Timeline. Just write it. Just on our page. Join the page. Comment like on the page. It. Like the page, please. <laughs> like the page. Like the page. Um, um, and tell your friends. Tell your friends and like. Write a review. Subscribe. Oh, that yeah. really helps. We really like doing this podcast. Um, and uh, I don't – most podcasts are operated at a loss, so we really want to keep doing it and do some, like, really awesome stuff with this. So mm-hmm. please, like, all of that stuff so, really helps. Yep. Um, stay fresh. <laughs> stay, stay fresh and so clean. <laughs> and don't be mean. And – Love and light. Maybe don't make every uh, Latina character in a freaking ghetto. A sexy uh, – crim- Surrounded by crime. Yeah, don't talk about her tits. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> thanks uh, for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Catch on the flip side. Yep. Next week's, uh, what did we just say? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs>
Monster. Monster. Next week's Monster. Read it if you want to uh, follow along. Yay. Bye.